We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. afternoon and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to see your true self in the midst of life's twists and turns. You'll be challenged to think outside of the box when it comes to the mysteries of life. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. Good afternoon and welcome to the Authentic Living show. Just say the word karma and you'll hear that dun-dun that goes off whenever law and order comes on TV, right? We do get those two mixed up quite a bit, karma and law and order. What's been passed down to us from previous generations is a definition of karma that means that what goes around comes around. So we can always say to that expletive-deleted ex-husband or wife, yeah, well, what goes around comes around, believing with all our hearts that they're going to get theirs, right? And we can say to those selfish, closed-minded, whatever-whatever politicians that they're going to get theirs too. Then we can wash our hands of the whole affair And then we can know that in one lifetime or another, justice will eventually be done. Dun-dun, law and order. But what if karma isn't what goes around comes around? What if it doesn't fall in that dualistic framework at all? What if it's not at all what we think it is? What if the law of karma gives us something much higher, much more powerful, and soul-enhancing than law and order? You see, our definition of karma, just like our definition of many, many other things, is all wrapped up in duality. And duality, just a brief definition again, uh, again, I refer uh, listeners back to the show titled Duality that was done uh, about a year, year and a half, two years ago, uh, in which I'd spend the whole hour explaining what duality really is. Duality is a trance state. It is the trance state in which we were all placed at the beginning of time when we agreed as souls to come into bodies as form to be able and, and to be able to experiment with the idea that as form we could feel ourselves and live our lives as if we were separate from the divine. That experiment was a part of uh, the whole gr- creative schemata. You see, when... Uh, when we hear from basic uh, religious or Christian tenets, not just Christian but also Muslim and several other uh, ideas about the creation story, creation happened once and then it was done. But that doesn't seem to be what's really true. What, ha- what seems to be more true, and what rings more true for me, and I'll just let you decide what rings true for you, is that... W- in the whole scheme of things, creation continues day by day by day. We are continually in a co-creative process with the universe and the divine. And so in that process, we are becoming, becoming more and more aware of who we are as divine beings. We came here as souls. Souls are, by my definition, again, you get to decide if you agree or not, souls are the vital essence of who we are. And they are not all involved in good and bad. They're not all about duality. They are, they are um, incrementally connected. They are constituent parts of the divine. So a soul is a molecule in the whole of, of the divine picture, if you want to think of it that way. And, and so each soul is divine in and of itself. And each one of us ha- has that soul 
within and around us. And so we are divine beings trying to live in form. But when form came about as a creative endeavor, like any other creative endeavor, there were lots of questions going on in the mind of of all of us as constituent parts of the divine. And we were asking ourselves, is what will happen? You know, what will happen if I create this? This creative endeavor, what's going to happen with that? And what, what does that mean? And so as I'm painting a picture, I might paint the uh, trunk of a tree, and then I'm in the process of deciding what comes next. Is the tree going to have leaves? Are part of the branches going to be gone? Is the tree going to be dying? Is it going to be living? What's going to be happening with that tree? And that's what I'm doing as a part of that creative endeavor. And in that same way, as a part of the co-creative endeavor we were all involved in as Elohim, as the sole participants we were in the divine orchestration of form, we, we were in the process of deciding what was going to be. And so when we got to the point where that mythological story we read about in the Garden of Eden, about the Garden of Eden in the Bible and in some other texts, uh, that tells us that there was a tree of knowledge of good and evil and a tree of life, both in the same Garden of Eden. And if you look up the words, uh, the meanings behind the words Garden of Eden, they have to do with abundance and supply and fulfillment and consciousness of who we are. And uh, so we, we were living in this abundant place where we knew where we were, and it, and it tells us metaphorically that supplies were made. We didn't even have to have rain. The earth watered itself. Vegetation came about on its own. We didn't have to plant and harvest. We were just taken care of. But in that same garden was the question that is all about creativity, the question that says, what about separation? Is form, is the object of creation separate from its creator? And so we had to experience that whole paradigm in order for us to put that question to rest, to fully answer it. So we've been... We've agreed to be hypnotized into a state in which we feel that we are separate from the divine as a part of the experience of a creative endeavor. We have to fully experience that dead tree before we can go on and, and do the rest of the painting. We have to fully experience the notion that we uh, can pretend to be separate from the divine if we're going to finish the creative endeavor. At the end of the question is the answer. And the answer, of course, is, of course, we're not separate from the divine. We are divine beings. How can we be separate from the divine? Uh, but we have to be able to bring that awareness into physical matter. And that is what we're here to do. We have to bring full awareness of divinity into form, into matter, into thing, into object. Okay? That's what we're here doing. And in that process, we've had to be hypnotized into the duality trance state. We had to believe first that we were uh, fully separate from the divine, and then we have to find out through the process of experience and experimentation that, no, indeed, we are not separate from the divine. In that process, what we decided was that the, the divine was good and people were bad. Why were we bad? Because we were separate from the divine. But we got separated from the divine because we were bad, so go figure. <laughs> the idea isn't one that makes a whole lot of sense when we really try to factor it into an intelligent format. But but it wasn't meant to be rational. It was meant to be an experience, an experiment, an experimental experience in which we began to uh, find ourselves, find ourselves more and more. And over generations and generations and generations, we have begun the slow, steady process of finding out who we are. Now, in, in this current age, which some people call the new age, uh, people are beginning to get it that, yes, indeed, maybe we are divine. Some people in, in other um, forms of thought call that the spark of the divine within us. Uh, well, that's fine. Call it the spark of the divine within us. I think the soul isn't just within us. I think it's without us, too. I think this, everything is one and we're all one big soul, and we're all constituent parts of that soul. But we experience life as individuals, and so we're here having that experience. And in so doing, we have a choice about what we're going to see and what we're not going to see, what we're going to do and what we're not going to do, what we're going to believe and what we're not going to believe. 
so many of us just decide on what we believe based on how we grew up. So we say, okay, well, I was raised as a Baptist or a Catholic or a Buddhist or a Muslim or whatever, and that's, how, that's what I believe because that's how I was raised. And uh, a lot of us believe that we're just supposed to go along with whatever we got taught, and some of us will go to war over that. But I question that because I know that if I was raised in a different religion, I would have that different religion. So that makes me question the whole thing. Okay, well, just because I'm raised that way, does that mean that I really believe that? Do I really believe that? And those are really authentic questions. And when we start asking those questions, we can get deeper and deeper and deeper into our own psyches where we will find eventually the soul or what I call it the authentic self. I think those are synonymous terms. You will find other people out there who will disagree with that, that they say that there's a self and a soul and that those are two separate different things. And I think they're referring to the self as the personality, which personality can be all wrapped up in an identity. So now we're talking about language. But the point is that we, do, we can get down to the soul level and find out that, in fact, when we touch that soul, it is like touching the hem of the garment we touch something deep within us and that profoundly changes us and we begin to see ourselves differently, see ourselves as divine beings. On the other hand, we got that other foot here on planet Earth in which the whole world operates out of the duality trance state in which we're all hypnotized into believing that we're separate little entities, that we're not connected to each other, that our only connection is when we marry someone or call them our best friend or call them an acquaintance, you know, in those ways we're connected and perhaps we're connected in a uh, sort of uh, interdependent way with store owners and politicians, et cetera, et cetera. But otherwise, we're not really connected. We, we come here alone. I've heard so many people say that. We come here alone and we die alone. And my response is, well, yes, but no. <laughs> we don't really die alone. We don't really come here alone. We're all one. So, uh, so okay, with that as the f- a background for a really understanding this whole dynamic of the world view that we have, we have to slip karma into that paradigm. And if we say that karma is what we've always thought it was, which means what goes around comes around, then we are fitting karma into that dualistic framework that says there's good and there's bad and the good people get what's coming to them, and the bad people get what's coming to them. And, of course, if we look around in this particular lifetime, we know that not all the good people, quote-unquote, good people, get what they deserve, quote-unquote, and not all the bad people, quote-unquote, get what they deserve. So, you know, we, we can look at, say, you know, a bad politician who goes on and on and on. Or uh, or a negative leader of some type who goes on and on and on and continues to um, harm other people and uh, in some kind of dictatorial fashion. And we wonder, where's the comeuppance? We can't see it. So we wonder, well, does it really work? And then we have to sort of put faith out there and say, well, maybe it'll come back in another life. And we're going to talk about that very definition of karma some more right after the break. So stay tuned. We're going to learn more. Media for a transforming world. Seventh Wave Network. The Institute of Noetic Sciences has been a pioneer and leading authority in the field of consciousness and healing for 38 years. We invite you to discover how you can transform your health or healing practice with ION's cutting-edge research into mind-body medicine and healing. For a limited time, you can receive valuable thank-you gifts when you support the Institute of Noetic Sciences research and educational programs. Just click the banner on this page to discover how consciousness Research is transforming healthcare. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart, but I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. 
Are you tired of the government squandering your tax dollars on bailouts and overpaid bureaucrats? On Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Mike Beitler and his guests explain why big government regulations are the problem and innovative businesses and free markets are the solution. Listen to Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Welcome back to the Authentic Living Show. And you know, you just heard that the Authentic Living Show is sponsored by the Institute of Noetic Sciences, dedicated to expanding science beyond conventional paradigms. Founded by Apollo 14 astronaut Edgar Mitchell, IONS is a nonprofit research, education, and membership organization whose mission is supporting individual and collective transformation through consciousness research, educational outreach, and engaging in a global learning community in the realization of human potential. You can join that learning community at www.noetic.org. So we've been talking about karma, and just before the break, we were talking about the old definition of karma in which we believe that uh, because there is good and bad and because people are generally bad and some people are striving to be good and so can overcome their badness, then those people who have overcome their badness will get the good karma and those people who have not will get the bad karma. And if we can't see them experience the bad karma in this life, well then, it's going to happen in some future life. Well, I don't think that's the real definition of karma. As a matter of fact, I think that is so wrapped up in duality and separation from the divine that I can't imagine it possibly being true. Now, you get to decide. That's what this show is all about. It's to help you think about what you think. So my definition won't, won't necessarily be your definition, but we're going to fully explain my definition before we go any further. Because just like we have uh, been confused about the law of attraction and, and we have tried to implement an, a plan whereby we could think good thoughts and attract good things, um, and we begin to understand now that that is a dualistic framework, that, that the law of attraction doesn't work by attracting external things to us because we're already one with all things, so we're, there's no attraction needed. Um, what the law of attraction actually is, is the evolutionary process where we're attracted to and by those things that on people and places and events and circumstances, etc., that will bring us closer to full awareness of who we are. And that law of attraction, that new understanding of the law of attraction is fully explored in the book, The Law of Attraction, The Soul's Answer to Why It Isn't Working and How It Can, which is coming out September the 30th of this year. Um, and it will be coming out on Amazon August, uh, September the 16th of this year. And you can pre-order it right now on Amazon.com. So I would encourage you to do that because in that book we discover all kinds of new things about this understanding that we don't have to continue to live in the duality trance state. We can come out of that trance state and become fully aware of our oneness with the divine. Now, I want to be clear, you know, we, we've... We've made oneness with the divine into blasphemy in some, some scenarios, or we've said that people that say they're divine are actually have a messianic complex. But actually, if every one of us is divine, then no one is the big honcho, okay? No one is the big God guy that goes around getting to tell everybody else what to do and how I'm divine and I'm going to strike you with lightning if you don't do what I tell you to do. So it's not that kind of idea. It's the idea that we are all constituent parts of the divine. As such, we're all in a co-creative endeavor to realize our truest uh, selves, to, to bring that full awareness of who we are into the world of matter, into the world of form. 
remember before the earth was created, at least the metaphor that we read about in the Bible, is that it was formless and void. All things were formless and void. And uh, now there is form. And what we're trying to do is bring divine consciousness into form. That's what we're here doing. But because we had to also experiment and experience the whole idea of duality in order to do that, we have to walk through the idea that maybe form could be separate. Maybe the created can be separate from its creator. And so we have to walk all the way through to the end of that, and when we get to the end of it, we'll know that, of course, it can't be separated. It is the same as its creator. It is, in fact, its creator. It's a constituent part of the creator. So it can't be separated, and that's when form and divinity will be one. Uh, And that's what we're creating. And when we've done that here on planet Earth, we've done it for the entire universe because we're all one. And because anything is done with one person or one planet is done throughout the entire universe. So if there are aliens out there who are uh, also in the process of uh, their own discovery, then we will have created uh, the possibility for form to contain its divine nature in full uh, with that on those other cultures and on other planets as well. Okay, so now having said that, what we have to do is figure out what is karma. If, if karma isn't about punishing someone or giving them their consequences in this life or the next for something they've done, if it's not about rewarding someone for something they've done in one life, in another life, then what is it? Well, I think that karma is the divine intention within the soul to bring the ego or the personality of that particular person into full awareness of its divine nature. So, for example, in this life, I might get to a certain level of that exploration through various circumstances, through various people that I am interacting with, through the impact of life on me, and through my impact on life. And I might get to this certain level of conscious awareness that, yes, perhaps I am divine, but I can't really live into it. I can't really, you know, be certain of it. And so in the next life, I might encounter situations that will bring me closer to that certainty, closer to the ability to live into it. So the divine intention, which is my soul, uh, carrying out its mission from lifetime to lifetime to lifetime, intends for me eventually, intends for the, the, each person that I become to become more fully aware of itself as divine. The soul itself does not need to know that. It already knows it. Okay? Well, I hear so many people talking about uh, the soul needs to learn. The soul doesn't need to learn anything. It already knows. We're the ones that need to learn. We and our personalities, we and our state of blindness, we who live in this duality trans state where we feel that we're separate from our souls. That's what needs to know. And that is, that is the part of us that lives in form, in matter. And so it's that part that needs to understand. So when we say we're on this learning curve, a universal learning curve, we absolutely are, but it's not the soul that's learning. The soul's intention is for us to get it so that form will understand itself as one with the divine. You see, that makes it entirely different. So the soul is within us and without us, and it is constantly putting us in situations through the law of attraction, the true law of attraction, not the, not the misunderstood law of attraction that we have out there right now, but in the true law of attraction, this, the soul it has the intention of attracting to us and having us be attracted to relationships, financial situations, dramas and traumas, um, places, things that will bring us closer and closer to awareness of ourselves. And karma is the divine intention to bring us to that full awareness. So I might encounter a specific chaotic or crisis situation in my life in which I uh, feel overwhelmed and maybe depressed. And because I am depressed, I sort of close in on myself. And because I've closed in on myself, I look deeper into myself. And because I look deeper into myself, I find deeper and deeper places of peace within myself. And then my depression goes away, and I find that peace. Okay? So now I've connected on a deeper level to my truest soul, my authentic self. 
and in that process, I uh, have discovered more of who I am. How, how did that happen? Well, there's two laws working together, the law of attraction and the law of karma. And, of course, there's several other laws working in there, too, and we can talk about those at another time. Right now, the law of attraction is that I'm being, I am attracted to, I desire and feel attracted to certain situations, people, places, and things that uh, help me become more aware of who I am. And I, those same people, places, and things attract me magnetically to them. So there's a mutual attraction, and, and because I'm being attracted to that, I have the opportunity, not the fact or, no, or the actuality, but the opportunity to come to a fuller awareness of who I am. I, of course, have a choice about that, which is another of the laws, the law of choice. Um, and that choice means I can choose to uh, receive this particular crisis or event in my life as something that will help me unfold into more awareness of who I am, or I can resist that awareness and just get deeper into the duality trance state. I have that choice. And I have a third option. I can have a little bit of the both. Uh, so, you see, we have the choice, but karma is the intention of the soul to bring that about. So, if I choose in this life, not to be fully aware, then the soul's intention will uh, sort of uh, push the law of attraction to work harder on bringing me to situations, people, places, and things that will uh, allow me to another opportunity to become aware. And if I don't get it in this life, the soul intends to bring me to situations, places, uh, persons, and things in the next life that will help me evolve into further awareness of who I am. That is a non-dualistic definition of karma. It has no good and bad in it. It is not saying what goes around comes around. It is not saying that we will get, uh, we'll get our punishment in this or the next life. It's not saying that I've done something good in one life and therefore I deserve the rewards. It takes the whole concept of deserving out of it. The reason it does is because that concept, the concept of deserving, is a part of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. It is, is a part of the duality trance state. We don't deserve anything. We're here. We were chosen to be here, and we chose to be here. And that's it. Everything else is just the experience of that whole process. There's no deserving. One of the things that uh, Jesus gets accused of saying is that... Um, is that, you know, we, we reap what we sow. Actually, Jesus did not say that. Paul said that. Jesus said, it rains on the good and the bad alike. So really what he's saying is, there, you know, you're looking for good and bad here. You're looking for a consequence for every bad thing. And you're looking for a reward for every good thing. But it doesn't work like that. It rains on the good and the bad alike. So that's what Jesus was saying. Paul said, uh, what, you'll reap what you sow. Now, I don't know how, whether you believe Paul or not, or whether you believe Jesus or not. It doesn't matter. The point is that we've, we've put words in, in one of our master teachers' mouths that is, didn't come out of his mouth. So I think that's an important feature. We've, we've decided that this duality trans state is valid, and we validate it in every one of our endeavors. And we're going to talk about that validation process right after the break. So stay tuned for more. for a transforming world. Seventh Wave Network. The Institute of Noetic Sciences has been a pioneer and leading authority in the field of consciousness and healing for 38 years. We invite you to discover how you can transform your health or healing practice with ION's cutting-edge research into mind-body medicine and healing. For a limited time, you can receive valuable thank-you gifts when you support the Institute of Noetic Sciences research and educational programs. Just click the banner on this page to discover how consciousness research is transforming healthcare. Want to change your life? The New York Open Center can help. 
We offer hundreds of ongoing classes, workshops, and professional trainings that heal the body, nurture the spirit, and awaken your true potential. Visit opencenter.org to check out our programs in holistic health, self-development, spiritual practices, creative arts, and much more. With our wellness services, bookstore, and cafe, we're an oasis in the heart of the city. And with Open Center Online Learning, you no longer have to be in New York to take classes. Visit opencenter.org today. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Uh, we were talking just before the break about how we validate the duality trance state. We've talked about the duality trance state, what it means, how we got there, how karma fits into that, how the law of attraction works with uh, the whole car- law of car- karma and the law of attraction, the law of choice all work together to facilitate greater and greater awareness of who we are as divine beings, the authentic self being the same person as the soul. The personality and the ego, maybe not, but the authentic self and the soul are the same. They're uh, synonymous terms. So that's just a real brief overview, and if you want to hear it again, please go back and listen to the first two segments. We validate the law of attraction by uh, looking around for it to be true. When something bad happens to us, very often I have listeners and readers and uh, clients and people say to me, well, that happened because I deserved it, or I guess that's just my karma, or, well, that instant karma, you know, I hear this all the time, and what they mean is, I did something bad, and I got what I deserved, Uh, because we have that concept of deserving, as we said just before the break, that we should deserve what we get, we should earn it, in other words, and that whole idea is one that, that indicates that if we're not, uh, doing what we what is good then we will deserve what is bad i want to know how it is that i deserve to breathe in and out i'm not sure that i do i want to know how it is that i deserve to see all the beauty of nature that's around me we are as we're trying to figure out what's true and what's false what we need to do is be able to ask ourselves is this duality thinking or is this true thinking Duality thinking says there's a good and a bad. If we can throw, as Soren Kierkegaard said, that rather than making his decisions be between good and bad, he was going to decide whether to believe in good and bad or to throw that whole concept out. Now, he didn't say it just like I said it. You can look up his quote online, but that's what he essentially meant. And the idea is that you, you get to decide whether you're going to say, okay, there's good and bad or there's not good and bad. And that's really the decision. Beyond that, it's all about good and bad. And that's where, we, that's where we're stuck in that duality trance state that we took up when we ate of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Eating of the fruit is a metaphor for incorporating into the body-mind the idea of good and evil. Remember that in that same garden, there was also the tree of life, and we had that option, and we chose the tree of knowledge of good and evil because that was a part of our creative endeavor here. We have to have this experience with duality in order to put it to rest once and for all for the entire universe. So we are here 
doing a major, major, major task for the universe. We are bringing divine awareness into form. When we reduce that huge, amazing, soulful task to the small, little, diminished categories of good and bad, we are missing out on so much of what life has to offer us. In the process of understanding ourselves as soul, we, we see ourselves as peaceful beings who are constantly supri- supplied. supplied. We, are, we are, are the ground, if you will, the metaphorical ground beneath us provides its own moisture. The plants that we need to eat are provided for us. Uh, we don't have to work the ground and, you know, harvest and you know, all those things that we were told. After we chose the tree of knowledge of good and evil, we were told in the metaphor, the, uh, the story metaphor there in, in the Bible and in other texts, that uh, we would now have to struggle to get our food. Women would struggle to have their babies. Um, women would feel subservient to men. All of this came about as a, as a result of the duality trance state. In the Christian motif and in some other uh, religions around the world, when we were told that, it was our just punishment for having eaten of the tree of knowledge that was put in the garden by the divine, but we were told not to eat of it because on the day we did, we would surely die. Now, what, you know, if you take that statement and say, okay, well, if the divine told us not to eat of it and we ate of it, then we did something wrong and we should be punished. Well, you have to look at the Hebrew context, the Hebrew text there, and understand the statements. And my translation of that is not don't eat of the tree, but when you eat of that tree, this is what's going to happen. And so they were, we were being as a sort of uh, uh, soul, we were one with the divine, we were soul, and we were being told that in our form, if we eat of the, of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, we would lose awareness of who we were. And that would be a kind of death to our awareness of soul. And that's what we did. And we chose it deliberately and consciously, and we incorporated it into the body-mind, and, and so we've been on that journey ever since. There's another passage in Isaiah, I think it's Isaiah 5511, if you want to look it up, um, that says that uh, the divine will have its way. Essentially, whatever it started is going to be completed. And that means to me that karma, in the sense of, as I view it, true karma, is going to have its full sway. In other words, the intention of the divine within me, which is what karma is by my definition, is going to have its way. The intention of the divine is going to be able to uh, implement whatever it chooses to implement. So it will bring about whatever I need to help me become more and more aware of who I am. And ultimately, I will know who I am. Whether it's in this life or another life or another one or another one, I'm going to know completely who I am as a divine being. I am one constituent part of the entirety of the oneness that is divinity. And as such, I have all the same powers that the divine has. I can create with the same kind of power that the divine does. I can, I can uh, create even another human being. And that is what we've been doing. It's an amazing fact that we can create another human being. And yet we, we do it all the time without thinking about it. What's amazing to me is that even though we're in this duality trance state filled with blindness and, you know, we do all these atrocious things to each other because we're scared that if we don't, something bad will happen to us, or if we don't, then we won't be able to live with the compulsion that keeps urging us to do it. Whatever, we do these things to each other and to ourselves, and there's some horror and some pain and some suffering, and people are hungry and starving all over the world, and we live here on this planet, and yet... We still want to keep going. (laughs) That's pretty amazing to me, that we still want to keep living here, that we consider living here a gift, that breathing in and out we consider a gift. Where does that come from? You would think, logically, I mean, it's just logically, you would think that we would look around for a little while and go, I don't want to be here anymore. This is nasty, ugly, bad, Mm -mm. no good. But guess what? The soul 
is in there doing its thing the whole time. And it is the soul that informs us of the beauty and the urgency and the wonder of life itself. Soul is life. Those are also synonymous terms. So when we get in touch more and more with the soul, we're getting in touch with life energy itself, which when you read the book of Revelations, when the whole story is supposed to be complete, which isn't at all what we've interpreted to be either, what happens is we see that the tree of life was always sitting right in the middle of the pathway. So it was always available to us, and we just didn't see it. That's what happened when we got into the duality trance state. Now, these are all metaphors, and they can be interpreted in any way you choose to interpret them. But what they say to me is that we're on a mission. We are absolutely on a mission, and karma is just a part of that mission. It is the divine intention to make us fully aware of who we are as divine beings and bring divine awareness into form. So my flesh, my bone, my, my cells, my blood, my everything is going to one day know itself as divine. When that happens, will there still be death? I'd say yeah, it's up for grabs. I would say probably no. But, you know, you get to answer that question yourself. It, it, you know, when we divide our ethereals into heaven and hell, when we say there's this heavenly place where the streets are gold and the walls are gold and they've got gate, uh, the gates are filled with gems and, you know, pearls, and that's why they call them the pearly gates, and, and uh, there's a big, huge throne there, and there's this big God with a big, long, white beard, and he's wearing a white robe, and, and Jesus is sitting on his right hand, and you know, he can show us the scars on his hands and his, the piercing in his side. And when we say all of that is on one side, and on the other side is hell with this also equally powerful uh, demonic force that's supernatural just as God is, and that down there he punishes all those people who've done bad deeds and they are now eternally separate from the divine, what we're doing is concluding the duality trance state and saying in our minds that the duality trance state is the only truth. So we started out talking about how we validate the duality trance state. That's one of the ways. We imagine heaven and hell as two separate entities where some bad people go to hell and other good people go to heaven. We imagine karma as something that rewards us or punishes us in the next life for what we've done in this one. That's one of the ways we validate it. We're going to be talking about some more in just a minute. Stay tuned for the last segment of the Authentic Living Show today. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. The Institute of Noetic Sciences has been a pioneer and leading authority in the field of consciousness and healing for 38 years. We invite you to discover how you can transform your health or healing practice with ION's cutting-edge research into mind-body medicine and healing. For a limited time, you can receive valuable thank-you gifts when you support the Institute of Noetic Sciences research and educational programs. Just click the banner on this page to discover how consciousness research is transforming healthcare. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. to the threshold of a dream and beyond. 7th Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. 
You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're talking today about karma, and we're in our final segment, so I want to sort of conclude what we have to say about karma. We've said that it's based on the duality trance state, and we've said that the true karma is more like the divine intention or the soul's intention within us to complete what it started when we first came here in this lifetime, and that every time we have a lifetime, what the soul intends to complete is actually completed. So every time we come here, there is no failure. We do not fail to accomplish what we came to accomplish in that particular lifetime. We learn what we came to learn in that lifetime, even if what we've lived out is completely horrible, like, uh, you know, a serial killer. In that lifetime, we have... uh, we have learned what we came to learn, even if it's, uh-oh, serial killing doesn't work, or we had to have that experience for everyone else so that we're living out, the, uh, the serial killer is living out all the dark, shadowy material in everyone else so that everyone else doesn't have to do it. That's a brave choice to come here to do that. Um, it's also a brave choice to be the victim of the serial killer. But either way, the soul is living out uh, giving that life the opportunity through these various circumstances to choose to become more aware of who we are as soul, as divine beings. And we could spend some a whole hour talking about this whole thing of evil, and I'll be happy to do that. If you'll write me at Andrea at AndreaMatthewsLPC.com, I'll be happy to do an entire show on the nature of evil. Uh, what it turns out to be is nada, nothing. There is no evil, and there is no good. Those definitions are things we made up as a part of the duality trance state. We validate the idea of evil by uh, pointing out the evil in the world. And I'm not saying we shouldn't see what's really going on. I'm not saying that. There are people in the New Age movement who will tell you, oh, well, just don't see that. Uh, no, I don't agree with that. I don't think that helps us at all. I think we need to see it, but I think we need to see it for what it is. It's an attempt for us all to gain something for our soul's education for our our personality self-education that's going to help us evolve into more awareness of the soul. Um, We validate it through our governments. We validate it through our laws. We validate it through our hospitals and our our idea about what illness is and isn't. We validate the duality trance state every time we see ourselves as completely alone in the universe. We validate the duality trance state every time we see ourselves as separate from the divine in any form. We validate the duality trans state, and when we see ourselves as separate from other people, we are constantly impacting other people with our energies, and they are constantly impacting us. Um, the soul is the truest impact. The ego and the personality impact is uh, a useful tool for the soul to use to bring us to further awareness of who we are as soul. So all that we're doing down here is becoming more and more aware of who we are as soul who we are as divine beings, and everything moves in that direction. In that sense, then, and this is a good way to end the show, uh, everything falls down to love. Everything ultimately falls down to love. The cruelest act eventually falls down to love. Why? Because at the soul level, something else entirely is going on. Something else entirely different than what we see on the earth plane is going on. And what the soul is doing is alchemically working with that energy, whatever that energy is, to bring our, the, the mind and the body into full awareness of its divine nature. So, when, um, so, so if I grew up to, in an abusive home, and I did, uh, uh, we, we can learn to bring that to a full awareness of love. So if I'm abused... What, do I, what can I learn from that? Well, I have the choice. I can learn that I'm a terrible person and I deserve that abuse, which would be for, uh, validation of the duality trans state, or I can uh, learn that I'm a soul who's experiencing this, and I can learn that regardless of what was happening to me, I was gaining information at that time about what it is to live true to myself. So if my family taught me, don't be yourself or I'll beat you, then my response to that might be, well, watch this, I need to be myself. (laughs) And in that process, I've chosen to become more aware of who I am. 
Or, of course, I could choose to believe that my family's right, that I deserve to be punished. Either way, my soul is still going to change that alchemical energy into a, another small way of bringing me into full awareness of who I am. Ultimately, at the end of the trail, I'm going to know who I am as a divine being. We're all going to know who we are as divine beings, and that is the second coming. That our full awareness of who we are as divine beings is the only second coming there is. The first coming is when we came here as souls. The second coming is when we will know ourselves in form as souls. And that, that's all the second coming is. There's no return of, this is Andrea speaking, you don't have to agree with this, there's no return of Jesus, there's no worshiping of Jesus. As a matter of fact, in the book of Revelation, this, Jesus comes to tell John that we are not supposed to be worshiping him that in fact uh, there is only oneness, that it, that, and that's all there is, and that's all there is to be worshipped. So when, when people are worthy, it is because the soul is, has come into full awareness of who it is. And um, so there's lots of symbols we could use there uh, about that, and we could talk a whole another show about that book as well. But the point is that in the end, we're going to know who we are. There is no destruction. There is no 2012... Uh, end of the world coming, there is no end of the world. The, the world will go on as a changed world as we evolve more and more into our full awareness of who we are and are one with all of nature. Of course, that's going to change how we view our world, and that's going to change the world's partic- participation with us as soul beings to create a new earth. So, we're, you know, the world goes on and on, but it'll be in, a, in another format, in another form, and we are co-creating that new form by bringing divine awareness into form. What we'll look like, I don't know. What, what that's going to look like on planet Earth or how the, all the planets will join in one, I don't know. I have no clue. But what I do know is that ultimately the soul is going to win. So when, we're, when we think about, the, oh, the world's going to end, what we're really saying is evil's going to win. Evil's going to win out because we're all just basically evil in nature, and so eventually we're just just destroy ourselves. Well, that's a belief in duality. If if there is such a thing as evil, then duality is true. We are separate from the divine. If we are not separate from the divine, there's no such thing as evil, and there's just no other way to look at it. So we have to decide: is duality true, or is duality false? And that's the only decision. We don't have to decide: is it good or bad. We don't have to strive for good to see if we can overcome and make sure we don't have the bad karma. We don't have to do all those things. What we have to decide is, do we believe in duality or not? And if we don't believe in duality, then we do believe in oneness. And if we believe in oneness, then we are not separate from the divine, and there is no good and bad. There's only the divine. There's only oneness. There's only love. That's all there is. That's all there ever was. That's all there ever will be. And if you can live into that frame of mind, then it changes it on a very deeply alchemical level. And we bring, each one of us that begin to see that, bring divinity or soul into form. And each one of us that does that makes a difference for everyone else. So I hope you're willing to try that. I sure am. And next week we're going to be talking to Peter Tom, the, uh, the show host that's on just before this. We're going to get to hear him for another hour going to be talking about the sacred connection between the stars, earth, and the evolution of human consciousness. It's going to be a good one. Don't miss it. Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time here on the 7th Wave Network. We'll talk again next week.